Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. You'll know our next guest from films like Schindler's List, Love Actually, The Commuter, and Taken. He's a fine actor, sound man, an action superstar, one of Ireland's best known names, and is celebrating his 100th film role with a movie called Marlowe, which will be streaming on Sky and now from tomorrow. Mr. Liam Neeson, it's good to see you. Dave, how are you? I'm very well. It's good to see you again. We last spoke a number of years ago when you were on the promo trail for The Commuter, one of my favourite Liam Neeson movies, I have to say. Just saying, you obviously got my check. I did. <laughs> Thank you very much for the prompt mail. Seriously, that to me seems like 27 years ago. Well, actually, Marlowe, which we want to talk about today, is your 100th movie credit. I'm sure there are actually probably more or less than that number in reality, but do you feel like the centenary movie, that, that there was something about Marlowe that is kind of nice that we're, we're here in film noir? Is it something that's important to you, that era? I guess. I, you know, I, I have a memory, very clear memory of growing up in Ballymena and our wee black and white TV in the corner of the room. Every Sunday, there'd be a movie on and it was usually a guy in a raincoat with a collar turned up, a trilby hat, and rain falling on him. <laughs> Moody. And it was a noir. Yeah. So I feel I've kind of grown up with it, you know? That's great to get back. Would you watch that with your parents or anything at home? I'd watch it with my father. Yeah. Yeah. And it invariably had Alan Ladd or um, uh, John Garfield. Garfield, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, occasionally Bogard. Uh, but it was those kind of guys. Yeah. And then to come around now and get to do that genre with Neil Jordan. I know. I mean... Yeah, well, and I've known him off and on since I was in the theatre in Dublin, 1979, you know. Okay, so back it was then you would have met him first, right? Yeah. And did he we, come looking for you, do you think? You can remember. He actually did. I'll tell you why. Because we were filming... Gabriel Byrne, Kieran Hines, myself, a whole bunch of other guys were doing John Borman's Excalibur. And Neil was asked by John, would he make the makings of the film, i.e. a documentary sure. on it? So I, I, I met Neil and he, introduced, he inter interviewed me in Sheehan's pub over pints of Guinness <laughs> that we're talking about and how great it was to be riding horses and shiny suits of armour. Wonderful. Sword bites. It was like we were in seventh heaven. Yeah. And so then that began, and what was it, was the first one, High Spirits? With, with uh, Neil, High Spirits, yeah. Yeah, that was there. fun, I'd imagine. Go on, you can give us one of them, at least. What do you remember from that? We were shooting in uh, Shepperton Studios in London, and I'm a ghost. I'm kind of semi-naked. It's a <laughs> Tuesday or a Monday morning. No central heating, of course. Of course, no. And I'm lying on a bed with the lovely Beverly D'Angelo, who's a human being. Yes. I'm a ghost. You're a ghost. But I'm kind of trying to seduce her. And half the bed rises up. And Beverly's sitting on the side of the bed doing her nails. And I say something to her. God, Neil comes down and goes, Beverly, good, yeah. Uh, Liam, uh, could you be funnier? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. What a piece of direction. Yeah. <laughs> You're semi-naked. Could you be funnier? Um, Let's talk about Marlowe then, okay? So, what I couldn't believe it, am I right in this? Some of that was shot, the interiors were shot here in Dublin. Oh, absolutely. And the exteriors were shot in Barcelona. You see, it looks, all looks so L.A. It's amazing, and I'll tell you, I, I lived in L.A. 
for four and a half years and I lived up off Laurel Canyon nice. yeah. in Chandler's books. That's where Marlowe lived. Mm. We found areas in Barcelona or that you would swear you were on. Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon. It was kind of uncanny, you know? Um, Dan Kruger, of course, yes. plays across you and, and you worked together on Unknown, another, another great yeah. movie. Yeah. And then your good friend Colin Meany. How many, how many years? How long have you known Colin? Longer than Neil, I'd say. Well, we were in the Abbey Theatre together, Colin and I, so... 78, 79, 1978, 79. Yeah, yeah. I've known Colin off and on over the years. We were on to each other. How's it going, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, inter- we've interviewed him on the show and he's, he's that's him yeah. down to a T. Yeah, Aren't it Wasn't there something you did with Colin? Did you do another movie in Ireland? In the- we did last year up in Donegal uh, near Kelly Beggs. It's called In the Land of Saints and Sinners. It's a thriller. Great. And Colin plays my boss. And um, shady things go on. Um, Unsurprising. He's terrific, Colin. He just comes in and he does it. We're here to discuss what I think is the first Liam Neeson Marlowe movie. But might there be shoes to be filled again given the success of this one? Dave, I would love to, seriously. Mm. But the ponders will describe. Yeah. Let's talk other things as well because you mentioned Lands of Saints and Sinners. We're looking forward to that. Um, but what about this rumour, which I believe you've confirmed, so I'm hoping it's true, that there's going to be a Naked Gun reboot that's going to star Liam Neeson? Paramount Studios have asked me would I fill in Leslie Nielsen's huge... <laughs> wow, what a question, that's amazing. Uh, we had a good script and uh, they're working on it. Seth MacFarlane involved? Seth, yeah, Seth and his writing group. And now we have this writer-director called Aliva. Kiva Schaefer from Lonely Island, one of my favourite comedy troops. That's amazing. He was very good. Um, Let's talk about the Irish industry at the moment. I mean, we are seeing so much positive stuff happening in the Irish movie industry, the TV industry. There's rude health. How many Oscar nominations do we have at the weekend? Like 14, was it? Yeah, 14 nominations. It's extraordinary. Isn't it? And for The Irish Goodbye. Did you see that movie? It's one of my favourite movies. And not least because we have a, a, an extraordinary Down Syndrome boy in my own family who's 31 years of age. Mm. And for a film to star, it touched me on so many levels. And it was funny. So funny. It was a perfect length. Well, and deserved the Oscar. It absolutely deserved it. I just want to talk to Steven Spielberg for a second as well. Having worked with him and seen how he directs, I mean, that experience must just be, for an actor, just must be an incredible scenario to find yourself. Yeah, Stephen is special on so many levels. I had an extraordinary experience with him doing Schindler's List. Mm. We'd love to work with him again. Came very close to it a number of years ago, but that's another story. He is quite remarkable. Yeah. And when he did Schindler's List, it was the first time, and he openly admitted to us, that he never used storyboards. And Stephen religiously did that in all his films. I remember, yeah. As soon as list, he didn't. And he was the first day shooting, and we were at, literally at the gates of Auschwitz. This was about 5.36 a.m. in the morning. Bleak, freezing cold. Hundreds of extras all dressed up in pajamas, mm. striped mm. things, you know. Guard dogs. Guys dressed up as Germans. It was freakish. And Stephen, shaking with nerves running up and down, and once he decided on what that first shot was going to be, I likened him to an abstract painter, staring at a blank canvas. Yeah. He gets the colour, and once he's dabbed that colour, then he's away. It all makes sense. And he was just running up and down. No, bring the camera here. Here, here, here. So it was was fast and furious and incredibly exciting. 
let's talk Derry Girls. Your phenomenal performance in that. I just, I mean, I just thought it, everything about those scenes were so phenomenal and hilarious. Lisa McKee, I, I just can't praise her enough. I'm glad to hear it, yeah. No, just her. To sell a series, to sell it, that idea. What are you going to do, Lisa? Well, I see these young girls growing up in Derry. In the, in the troubles. 80s, in the troubles. It's yeah, the, they're just trying to be teenagers. It's wonderful. It is. I'm so glad you did Three series, way. just enough. Perfect, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, listen, before we let you go, this show is called Dermot and Dave. Yeah. And I know... It may seem like some kind of Liam Neeson movie where there's a ghost of a guy who's never actually here. But the last time I interviewed you, Dermot wasn't here. He had the flu. And you recorded a kind of a menacing message for Dermot. He's not here again, this time not because he's sick, but because he's on tour. But can you please send Dermot Whelan a message for standing you up a second time? Dermot, a joke stops being a joke. When it becomes kind of serious and personal, this is the second time as Dave quite rightly has pointed out that you've stood me up there will not be a third Dermot do you understand me? oh yes I'm in the road (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to send him that as a voicemail Uh, Liam Neeson it's so great to hear from you and talk to you and see you again thank you so much for coming in thanks mate Liam Neeson what an absolute hero you want to get in touch today? 87 102 Dermot should be very, very worried. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.